0: Hello, my name is Nick Smasick, and you're listening to From and Inspired by a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we speak with drummer Doug Clifford about the cinematic use of Credence Clearwater Revival. Drummer Doug Clifford is best known for his work in the seminal band Credence Clearwater Revival. The group celebrates its 50th anniversary this year, and as part of that, Craft Recordings released a remastered version of Clifford's 1972 solo album, Cosmo, along with Tom Fogarty's 1972 solo release, Excalibur. We were lucky enough to speak with Clifford about that release for Modern Vinyl, and also managed to sneak in a discussion about the use of Credence Clearwater Revival in film, which you can hear now. the interesting thing about credence clearwater revival to me as like i'm a big movie person is is the way that credence has become like part of the like the aural shorthand for the 60s and specifically like fortunate son like i think it's like written into a contract somewhere that like that has to be played if a movie is about vietnam um well uh, Exactly correct. <laughs> um, like, what, what's it sort of been like, like experiencing, you know, like going to the movies and or, or renting a video and like having one of your songs pop up as like a way of setting the scene.
1: Well, my favorite, of course, is the Big Lebowski. Nice. Uh, and there, there there are two of our songs in that record, and there's a there are multiple dialogues about credence and how much. The big fellow loves, loves credence. Jeff Gibbs is one of my heroes. Uh, not because of that, but that certainly helps. And uh, the one that stands out to me is when his car is stolen, his, his old beater is, is stolen, and uh, he's talking to the cops about it, and uh, his, his biggest concern is retrieving his credence tape from the car. And he goes on and talks about it, and the cops are going, you know, you can tell they're not, not exactly enamored by, by us, you know, but uh, he, and he goes on and on about it. And then there was another time in the movie where he gets in a cab, and the guy's playing the Eagles. we playing the Eagles? The guy said, yeah, he said, I said, I hate the Eagles. Should Bright be playing Credence? And he gets kicked out of the cab. So. The, the Big Lebowski is is, is one. Uh, the Big show is another one where they talk about Cobo Hall, which is the big arena there in the Detroit area, where the the, the film was, uh, you know, it was about people living in that area. And they mentioned going to our show there and how great it was and how great we played and so on and so forth. Those are the ones that bring me away. There's also one with Bruce Willis He's talking to the young kid and then, you know, gunfight or something, and, and he goes, they turn that off, and he says, wait a minute, you know, and he goes on and on and on about how great we were. Yeah, but that's really kind of the, the stuff. And, and we had a, a, an experience like that with Elvis Presley. He came to the Open Policium, and Pontius uh, West did our, our tours, and he did Elvis affairs in Sinatra. They were all the real the big acts. And, uh, and so, as a result of that, uh, we got tickets to the show, and we're going to meet Elvis after the show. Uh, we're thrilled; you know, we, we can't wait to meet Elvis. Jesus Christ, you know, one of one of the the, the greatest heroes of, of, of our careers. So I honored some of them when I was 11, and so we are up there, and Elvis comes up to the mic in the middle of his show, and he says, "I know they're out there. I know they're out there." This is for the Creedence voice. One, two, three, four, and he went into Proud Mary. Well, we're balling. Tears uh, <laughs> was going down my face. You know, God Almighty, did it get any better than this? We went backstage to meet him and thank him for playing the team. But Elvis had left the building. <laughs> 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 he was screwing somebody's, somebody's wife. And, uh, and, we, we and we appreciate that. At least that's what we were told. <laughs> In terms of reputation, I, I, I think it was probably true, but that was one of the coolest moments ever in, in, in my life uh, was Elvis dedicating Bob Mary" to us, and oh man, pretty cool. Are
0: there are there any bands uh, out there who have sort of uh, cited you as influences that are that are playing today that you you've really taken note of?
1: Well, uh, it's not a new band, but uh, certainly Leonard Skinner. We met them when they were in high school. The manager uh, uh, ran a a coliseum in in Texas somewhere, I think. Anyway, wherever it was, uh, he said these kids wanted to meet us, and any advice we could give them, you know, they they idolized us. So we met those guys, and, you know, sure enough, uh, they. uh, you can hear it in their music and, and uh, those types of guitar uh, uh, passes are, are pretty cool we did a, 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 a cruise uh, I can't, can't think of the name of it it's, there's, they had 25 bands on it and uh, those were pretty, the top three bands are the top tier and they're, you know, they're headlining and all that we got it with Paul Rodgers and everybody else, and the last time it was uh, Prog Benatar and, and us, and but there were a lot of bands all the way down to bands that I've never heard of before. <laughs> and uh, the first time they did it, they were, we were playing, and I looked down off the side of the stage, and there were like ten or twelve guys. And they were all drummers from di- the different bands, and they were watching me play. And afterwards, they all came up and said that I was a big influence, and or, or the reason why they're playing drums or things of that nature. And, and uh, I remember meeting Al Jackson Jr., uh, who was one of my hi- idols, and, and uh, he was really cool. And we did thirty-one dates with Tune and the MGs because we were, you know, we were d- picking the acts around with us at that point. We could do anything we wanted, and we picked them. and I became friends with him. Uh, but when I uh, it's like passing the baton he was passing the baton to me giving get, me uh, insights he didn't show me th- here you hold the drumstick this way you, you know. he just gave me uh, uh, philosophical uh, things and uh, um, just ways kind of to, to the practice and, in your head so he, he was giving me the baton now I'm passing the baton I'm at that that point in one where I meet a lot of guys and they tell me oh you're one of my big influences or I just love when you play and it inspired me and it's really wonderful stuff and it you know and, it, and, it, and, and it's nice to have been on both sides of it and and, uh, and you know you want to give give somebody the same kind of advice that Al would give me you know I'm not I don't tell them how to play necessarily but this things that they might want to think about in their practice uh, or in their actual application of, of, of them playing in the studio or, or anywhere, anywhere, anytime. So, yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing. That they, you know, it's a fraternity if you will. There's some there's some lady drummers out there too. I don't mean to say uh, take them out with fraternity, but it's, it's you know what I'm saying. It, it's uh, musicians, and of course we're not musicians according to all the guitar players <laughs> that are out there, we're drummers so but that that's a chip on the shoulder that, that only inspires me
0: <laughs> Oh man uh, Sir, this has been absolutely fantastic and I thank you so much this has been so much fun Oh, thanks so much Thanks to Doug Clifford for speaking with me. You can find information about him online at credence-revisited.com. You can find links to purchase all of the music that you heard in the show in the show notes for this episode, which are at fromandinspiredby.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at frominspiredpod. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and Stitcher as well. Please hit up the website and click on the Give Us Money button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees, and remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks talking the music of 1988 sci fi oddity The Hidden with The Truth's Dennis Greaves. Until then, thanks for listening. <laughs> that's enough of that noise, huh? Who needs it anyway? How about a little music? Sure.
1: Lift the Midnight Special. Hey, that's. Shine a light on that's. Me. I love grievance.
0: So you had a big scare up there, huh? Oh, yeah. Want to see something really scary?